ADT professionally installs Google Nest products, helping to make your home safe and smart. You can check in on your home and manage your security system from virtually anywhere. And with Nest Cams and Nest Doorbell, you get intelligent alerts on what matters most. Plus, when every second counts, you can trust ADT's 24-7 professional monitoring. When the most trusted name in home security adds the intelligence of Google, you've got a home with no worries. Go to ADT.com today or call 1-800-ADT-ASAP. Hello, everyone. I'm CNN national political writer Brandon Tinsley in for David Chalian, and this is the CNN Political Briefing. Cancel culture is a phrase you hear absolutely everywhere these days. Do you know who is suddenly a fan of cancel culture? Rich Rumplicans. Every other line in it was about how he's fighting cancel culture. The king of cancel culture can add that to his list. We heard people cry cancel culture over the decision to stop selling and printing some Dr. Seuss books because of their blatantly racist depictions. We heard it again when Major League Baseball moved its all-star game out of Atlanta in protest of new voting restrictions. But what really is cancel culture? This is how it generally works. A person is supposedly quote-unquote canceled, that is, taken into account and blocked from mainstream public platforms for doing or saying something offensive, and then, inevitably, a public backlash ensues. For those on the political right, the belief is that their freedom of speech is being silenced because it expresses a conservative viewpoint, as Florida Governor Ron DeSantis said earlier this year. Particularly now, standing for the right things comes at a cost. You will be attacked. You will be smeared, and you may even be canceled by the major organs of the political left. So this vague and often imprecise concept of cancel culture has now become a new front in the culture wars. So today, I want to explain the politics of cancel culture and why it's become a Republican talking point. I'll also explain what's actually at the heart of the culture wars debate, power, who's gotten used to having it, and who's actually trying to be heard. Canceling can include consequences ranging from social media-fueled boycotts to the termination of employment. And right-wing media and Republicans accuse liberals and Democrats of engaging in this all the time. We saw it last year when Democratic Representative Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez encouraged a boycott of Goya Foods when the CEO applauded former President Donald Trump on the economy. Today, hashtag Goya Way is trending on Twitter. Some prominent Democrats getting in on the campaign. And then this from Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. Oh, look, it's the sound of me Googling how to make your own adobo. Adobo is a paste or seasoning popular in Mexican cooking. It's also a Goya product. So in effect, that was AOC suggesting in a tweet that she was boycotting Goya. And voila, that was cancel culture, at least according to AOC's critics. However, last week, we saw corporate America flex its muscle in opposition to states that are trying to pass a variety of restrictive voting bills. One company that took a stand against these political machinations was Major League Baseball. What they decided to do was pull their all-star game out of Georgia over the state's new restrictive voting law. Predictably, the Republican backlash was fast and furious and put a spotlight on the GOP's hypocrisy. That's because the party claims that Democrats are the ones engaging in cancel culture, but it's actually the GOP who's calling for boycotts of certain corporations. Georgia Governor Brian Kemp recently accused the league of supposedly caving to this cancel culture. Georgians and all Americans should know what this decision means. It means cancel culture and partisan activists are coming for your business. Major League Baseball, Coca-Cola, and Delta may be scared of Stacey Abrams, Joe Biden, and the left, but I am not. But just listen to what Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell had to say about the MLB. They were totally 
wrong factually, took the left's advice about this, jumped in the middle of the political controversy, and now they're going to have to deal with the consequences of it because a lot of Americans vote for Republicans. As Jamel Hill recently told Don Lemon, this was basically the corporate version of Shut Up and Dribble. Texas Governor Greg Abbott also took a stand on the issue. He refused to throw out the first home pitch at the Rangers game to protest the fact that Major League Baseball moved the All-Star game out of Atlanta. Even former President Trump joined the outcry against MLB. So while Republicans increasingly attack cancel culture, they also call for boycotts of companies they find politically disagreeable. For decades, the Republican Party has stood for free enterprise, small government, and big business. But now the tides are shifting. During the past four years, Trump fanned the flames of the culture wars using Twitter and public rallies. He created controversy on topics ranging from abortion, immigration, and guns to crime, race relations, economic policy, voting rights, and even mask wearing in response to the COVID-19 pandemic. His posturing galvanized his base, and since Trump has left office, Republicans have been eager to use cancel culture to follow the former president's example. Cancel culture even made it to the central theme of this year's conservative political action conference. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to CPAC 2021, America Uncanceled. But perhaps unsurprisingly, the Republican Party can't seem to be consistent on the issue, flip-flopping from one side to the other. Former President Trump advocated for the canceling of Wyoming Representative Liz Cheney and censuring for Republicans who voted to impeach him. Liz Cheney, how about that? The good news is in her state, she's been censured, and in her state, her poll numbers have dropped faster than any human being I've ever seen. So hopefully they'll get rid of her with the next election. Get rid of them all. But this has also become a number one priority for Ohio Representative Jim Jordan, who recently called for a House Judiciary hearing on cancel culture, complaining that it was supposedly causing a wave of censorship across the country. Cancel culture was also invoked by Republican House Minority Leader Kevin McCarthy. While the COVID relief bill was working its way through Congress, he released a video of himself reading from a Dr. Seuss book. It was an effort to demonstrate his and his party's rejection of the decision by Dr. Seuss's publishing house to discontinue several books because of the volume's racist imagery. Do you like green eggs and ham? I do not like them, Sam I am. I do not like green eggs and ham. But cancel culture is only one small part of the culture wars. And now the right is using the culture wars to introduce legislation. Take a recent bill in Iowa that would ban teaching materials derived from the New York Times' 1619 project, which aims to refocus the history of the U.S. by bringing slavery center stage in the national narrative. Columbus discovered America. You know, we grew up, you grew up, we all did, that's what we learned. Now they want to make it the 1619 project. Where did that come from? What does it represent? I don't even know. It's so slavery. That's what they're saying, but they don't even know. They just want to make a change. Republican lawmakers are also attempting to pass voter suppression laws in at least 47 state legislators, according to the Brennan Center for Justice. And these laws would disproportionately disadvantage people of color. Then there are states across the country pushing anti-transgender legislation. Primarily, these bills are either focused on medical care or student athletics. In South Dakota, Republican Governor Kristi Noem, a possible 2024 presidential contender, effectively killed a bill that would ban the participation of transgender students in school-sponsored sports though she tried to implement something similar through executive orders. She has previously defended her position in blatantly transphobic comments. It is fundamentally unfair for men to compete in women's sports. I believe girls should play girls' sports based on their birth certificates. 
It's worth noting that Noam's initial refusal to sign the bill sparked backlash within the party from conservatives, state lawmakers, and right-wing media. The executive orders that followed were a way for her to get back into their good graces. Both instances revealed what has become an increasingly tense relationship between the Republican Party's socially conservative base and broader business interests, with politicians like Noam sometimes caught in between. So, do Republicans have a winning hand with cancel culture? Some might argue that the tactic could be effective today because it gives Republicans space to push back on Democrats without centering the debate on the left's legislative agenda, which includes several proposals that are popular with most voters. Others say that the GOP is making a major mistake by spending time discussing things like children's books while the country is trying to make it to the end of the pandemic. As much as cancel culture debates might inflame the GOP base, Republicans' focus on cultural grievances might alienate moderate and independent voters. There's also the fact that Republicans' invocation of cancel culture often seems like little more than a smokescreen to obscure the actual impact of their proposed policies. There's always talk about supposedly canceling free speech, but never talk about canceling the right to vote in Georgia or canceling transgender kids from the opportunity to participate in sports. So whether the GOP's attacks on cancel culture is good politics remains to be seen. But what is already clear is that the outrage that claims of cancel culture fuel is a cultural force in our politics today. That's it for today's special edition of the CNN Political Briefing. Thanks so much for listening. And please take a moment to be sure to follow us wherever you get your podcasts. CNN Political Briefing is a production of CNN Audio. Megan Marcus is our executive producer and Haley Thomas is our senior producer. Our episodes are produced by Will Cadigan, Emmanuel Johnson, Mimi Mutessa, and engineered by Francisco Monroy and Tommy Bazarian. I'm Brandon Tensley. David Chalian will be back on Monday. Introducing ADT Self-Setup, featuring everything from motion sensors to Google Nest Cams. It can be easily installed at your convenience and adapts as your needs change. You can add more products at any time, and your system easily moves wherever life takes you. Plus, when every second counts, you can trust ADT's 24-7 professional monitoring. When the most trusted name in home security adds the intelligence of Google, you've got a home with no worries. Go to ADT.com today or call 1-800-ADT-ASAP.